0: The
1: news on CJOB with Richard Clujay and Julie Buckingham.
0: Indigenous History Month in a way that we wanted to recognize it here on the news. And so our guest today is, is someone I actually didn't know and reached out to her and had a conversation and just thrilled that she decided she would join us to share some of her experiences. She is a lawyer at Cochrane-Saksburg and her name is Stacy Soldier. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us, Stacey. Good, af- good afternoon. Thank you for having me. And just like all of our other guests, you you jumped at the opportunity to share some of your Indigenous heroes. And I, I think that's amazing because there's so many uh, of these great names that we know in the community that have done so much. You know, if I say like James Fable, a lot of people in Winnipeg would know him for the work that he's done, for example, with with the Bear Clan. But there's so many people doing amazing things in our city, our province, in our country that maybe people don't know about. And so those are some of the stories that, that we want to highlight. But for those people that don't know you, who is Stacey Soldier?
1: Well, I'm a, a daughter. I'm a parent. I'm a dog mom. I'm a lawyer. I'm Anishinaabe. She, her. Um, so that's that's essentially me in a nutshell.
0: And um, your law, in, in or your your background in the law for 15 years now, I think really gets to the heart of, of, of some of the unfortunate statistics that we've seen in the legal system that, that overarchingly the, the number of indigenous people in the court system and, and in our prisons um, are indigenous and also within the child welfare system. And that's really where you focused your practice.
1: That's right. I've been a lawyer for 12 years now, although I practiced for two years, well, I was at law school under the supervision of a professor and certainly lawyers in in the community. Um, so it's been a long time, and, and as well, yeah, many of the issues going back to the AJI, going to the TRC, and different commissions and reports. These are the issues we've been dealing with with 30 years and beyond.
0: And I, I want to just backtrack and ask how you were motivated to not only get into law but get into some of these areas of law, where, like Julie said, it's uh, it's near and dear to your heart, due to the unfortunate overrepresentation of Indigenous peoples.
1: Well, like with anybody, my story always starts with my parents, who are, are my original Indigenous heroes. Because when we're little, we talk, we think about larger-than-life superheroes, uh, superheroes, people we see on TV. But really, as I get older, I really so appreciate my parents' story and their background. When I was born, they already had my older brother, and they were 19 and 20. And so for many First Nations people, and and, and that's my experience in terms of my First Nation and my First Nation family, um, they were really affected by the racist colonial policies that empowered residential schools to operate. And their families, in in terms of what they've done to find their way out through that that trauma and dysfunction, uh, not only in the family unit, but also in the community, It it just continues to amaze me to this day, Um, the way that I was raised where my brother and I were raised. We were loved. We mattered. Our ideas and dreams mattered. And at the end of the day, when I look back, the message from my parents has been respect the ground you walk, protect the name you carry and blaze your own path. And so, you know, my story comes from them. And um, essentially, I went to university. I was a single parent, and I wrote the LSAT uh, because where I was working, uh, I was working for the provincial government at the time and uh, for a political party, and I really didn't want to work another election, (laughs) essentially. Um, So I had gone to law school, and even in law school, I wasn't quite sure the first year of what I wanted to practice. Uh, second year, I signed up to do the legal aid clinic, uh, which allows students to work with clients who come in. And that was really meaningful for me. Uh, the first time I went to court and dealt with the matter, to really be able to see that I helped somebody. I did something that mattered and meant something to another person. Um, and so that's where uh, my love of criminal law really uh, began uh, was in second year.
0: So tell us about some of your Indigenous heroes, obviously your parents, but maybe some names that, that some of us need to know and maybe do a little further research on.
1: Well, uh, certainly my, uh, uh, my mentor before I went to law school was Amanda Sanzigrette, who's a Métis, uh, and she's absolutely brilliant counsel um, working at Legal Aid Manitoba. She's incredibly funny, but I had met her before law school, And uh, at at Law Day at the Law Courts building, and we had a conversation and she said, when you get to law school, you call me because there's some things you're not going to learn from law school. And I was both intrigued but frightened. And uh, I'm so lucky um To have had her, because the importance of mentorship is something that I tell my students, and when I give talks to law students and other people is to go out and find those mentors, and she essentially has guided me my entire career, not only just teaching me about law but how to be an ethical counsel, how to be a good person um, uh, there was and just her and she always made herself available. I was in a trial. Um, And an issue had come up, and I was trying to think my way through it, and I sent her an email, and I said, can I talk to you? This issue has come up, and she said, absolutely, call me on my cell phone. And I called her, and I realized I could hear waves crashing in the background, and I asked her where she was. She was on vacation in Mexico, but still picked up the phone and spent half an hour with me. I wanted to hang up, and she said, no, no, I, you have me on the phone now. And so that was the kind of mentor who, she, that's the kind of mentor she's been, just always has your back, always ready to help you. Um, so I've been so lucky um, to have her. And and she is helping others in the
0: legal aid system.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, she's she's been to the Supreme Court a number of times. There's some decisions. There's a decision called R. and Man. The Supreme Court uh, from 2004, I believe. That's something that's actually helped everybody in Canada. And she was uh, counsel on that. Uh, she's Queen's counsel. She had her designation last year. Um, so she's. Just one of these people who's just not meant, has meant a lot just, you know, to me personally, but also to a number of other uh, lawyers in the community.
0: And it's important to have those mentors as you, like you said, blaze your own path. I'm interested in your day-to-day experience now. And do you see in your your system, you see a lot of uh, unfortunate circumstances and a lot of emotion, but you probably also see a lot of strength. And I'm wondering if there's a, a story in, in maybe the recent last few months or in the past couple of years that's really stood out to you as someone that's that's really defied all odds.
1: Well, you know, when we talk about passing the torch and mentorship, I want to mention uh, four young women, four First Nations Indigenous and Indigenous young women who have just recently been called to the bar and in my mind, I've always called them the fab- fabulous four. That's uh, Del Dick, uh, Raven Gobay, Danielle Morrison, and Alyssa Byrd. Um, just watching these women go t- go through law school as a group, they're incredibly supportive of each other. They always have their own backs and like each other's backs. And so when I think of the law profession in terms of other First Nations and Indigenous women, um, you know, if we keep having people like these four powerhouses come out, I think the future is really bright, quite frankly. And I think maybe the takeaway in this
0: is, is Stacy Soldier doesn't have to be special in terms of and, and what I mean by that is there can be lots of Stacy soldiers come out of First Nations in Manitoba, can't there? Oh, there absolutely can. Absolutely. And what do we need to do to shift our mind to make that happen, whether it's the law, whether it's medicine, whether it's teaching, whatever it
1: is that they want to pursue? Um, I think the encouragement absolutely needs to be there. The mentors have to step, to step up and step forward and let them know that they're supported. Um, I had seen, um, it was uh, Michelle Obama's um documentary on Netflix and one of the comments that was made is that um, we she was speaking to a group of young girls and she said we can't afford to wait for the world to be equal to start feeling seen and you know when I see these four young lawyers now and they're just out there and they're so bold and they're so proud of themselves and they know who they are that's what we want to see and that's what we want to support and I'm so proud of them I'm so proud to know them, know them
0: well, thank you so much for sharing some uh, of your stories about your, your own life, ab- about your family, about some of the mentors that you've had in your life and some of your Indigenous heroes. One more time, can you, can you give us that
1: phrase your parents told us? Because I think it's very powerful. Well, they absolutely uh, respect the ground you walk, protect the name you carry, and blaze your own path. Stacey absolutely. Soldier... I hope
0: to speak with you again in the future. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.
1: The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and
0: Julie Buckingham.